faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Here's the good news, y'all. As of right now, we're winning. Says who? Says reporter Joe Warmington with the Toronto Sun, who likened what's going on right now in Ottawa, Canada, to the Solidarity Movement. International in scope, determined, unified, and ultimately victorious against a left-leaning dictatorial elite. Here's Toronto Sun reporter Joe Warmington on Fox News. Why did the prime minister not anticipate this weeks ago as it was building and do something about it? This is, this is about elites and, you know, kind of uh, working class people. Prime Minister Trudeau sees himself and, and is an, an elite. He grew up, his father was prime minister, so it's all he really knows. He uses words like a small fringe minority. He goes further, calls people racist and white supremacists and things like that. And he also says they have unacceptable views. So he was, he's not going to meet with people that he considers lower than him. He's tried to divide the country into us and them. And he says that they have a majority. The problem with his majority is it's a vaccinated group that feel that they were forced into it. He's on the ropes right now, and he knows it. Everybody knows it. You can see him in Parliament. The people around him, no one even knows who they were. They're elected members of his caucus, but they're not the big names. And if the truckers are able to continue this, much like the solidarity movement in Poland that 40 years ago, um, and nothing, you know, major incident doesn't come out of it, uh, he's, he's in trouble. He's going to have to meet with them, or mm. they're going to have to go in with some sort of heavy-handedness, which, you know, is not going to be all 78-year-old great-grandfathers are dealing right. with. I, this, uh, this is- Here's how else you know the movement for freedom, I call it our movement, is winning. They're not talking about Alberta anymore. Have you noticed that in the mainstream media? They're not talking about Alberta. Why are they not talking about Alberta? Alberta's actually a bigger deal. The trucks are still there. It's a major border crossing over which a lot of our beef comes and parts, digital parts, auto parts, heavy machinery parts. Why aren't we talking about that? Oh, because we won there already. Wait, what? Yeah, the premier of the Alberta Providence Uh, just a couple of days ago, announced he was knuckling under. He gives up. He's done. No more vaccine passports, no more vaccine mandates, and no more lockdown measures. That's why they're not talking about Alberta anymore. Remember, they were talking about it in the beginning. Now, it's on to Ottawa. They're not talking about Saskatchewan either. We won there too. The premier of that province has already agreed to get rid of all of the same. So, They're focused on Ottawa to create the impression that this is unwinnable, uh, untenable. They don't want to tell you we've already won in two places. That scares them to death. Here's how else you know we're winning. And I touched on this in yesterday's podcast. The um, GoFundMe crackdown actually started when the truckers had raised around $3.4 million back on January 24th. Yep, it's actually that old. That's when the GoFundMe funds were frozen. Our side screwed up. We did nothing. We said nothing. Now, why do we have to do it? Again, because GoFundMe is an American company. And our main export now as Americans is censorship and totalitarianism by our tech companies. Not even China exports this much totalitarianism. They keep it inside their borders. We provide the world's wannabe dictators, that is, the leaders of so many of these nations, with the means for censorship and repression. It's got to stop. 
So the elites went to GoFundMe, and they were terrified we'd continue to win. I mean, they see the $10 million bucks come in. That's scary for the truckers. That's some momentum. So unlike what they've done in the past with right-wing causes, which is just shut it down and refund all the money, they decided to seize it because they were afraid of exactly what happened next. Well, Ron DeSantis and the other uh, non-national Republican leaders, because you can't count on them, um, started saying, you know, criminal charges for GoFundMe. This is fraud. This is theft. Uh, and we're going to, at a minimum, sue. So they were forced to do what they didn't want to do, let the money go. Why? Why did they not want to let the money go? Because they knew exactly what would happen if it got back in the hands of the donors. They'd find another way to get it to the truckers. And guess what they did? Yep, they got it to the truckers. In just 24 hours, Give, Send, Go, a freedom-oriented donation platform, raised a shocking $4.5 million for the truckers. Um, since then, it is now up to $6 million as of the recording of this podcast. Exactly what the elites were terrified would happen. That's why they put pressure, including the Canadian government, on GoFundMe. And the trucker movement for freedom is spreading. You know how you know this is a big deal? The American media is blocking it out, including Fox News. The mainstream media is blocking it out. That's what they first did with the Canadian convoy. You'd only know about it if you went on Rumble or Getter or places like that or listen to talk radio. See, they don't want anyone worldwide to know it's spreading because they might get enthused and want to join it. So they're doing what they first did in the beginning, which is blacking this out. CNN, now knowing they've lost, has turned to calling this an insurrection and covering it. But again, only covering Ottawa and not the two provinces in which we've won. Those are being blacked out. Listen to what's going on in Europe. In Europe, trucker convoys from multiple EU member states are on their way to besiege Brussels on February 14th. A major protest has already been held in Finland's capital, Helsinki where they have this horrific Nazi-style internal papers uh, checkpoint system where, you know, if you want to travel internally, got to get government permission, got to be vaxxed. You want to travel and leave your country's borders, got to have government permission. Want to go to the pub? Government permission. Yep. Well, a trucker convoy has already besieged Helsinki. It's not as big yet as the one in Canada. But it is noteworthy. Dozens of trucks and other vehicles partaking in the convoy flooded the city on Saturday with the participants demanding an end to all coronavirus-related restrictions. Yeah, the movement has gained momentum down under as well with two freedom convoys heading toward New Zealand's capital of Wellington. So that's super excited. And the convoys uh, have been estimated to have garnered about a 1,000 trucks and other vehicles They're expected to rush the city today on Tuesday. That's in New Zealand. They set off this weekend. Okay, this is going on and on and on. Australia's version of the Freedom Convoy movement has grown as well, with more protesters reportedly arriving in the capital of Canberra to camp outside the country's parliament. The movement's organizers say uh, their goal is to bring together 5 million in the coming weeks. We'll see if it picks up steam. But, but, but you say, but Omicron is mild. This is all over. Oh, no, it's not, folks. Never forget, as Dr. Rian Paul reminded us, they've got variants inside the Wuhan lab that have a 50% kill rate. They've got variants with a 15% kill rate. You saw the freedom that half of our society surrendered over just a 
0.3% kill rate. And that's among those who get it. So they've got other cards up their ha- up their sleeves. This could still turn. The idea that this is the last variant, don't believe it. We've seen that before. They could let it out, and I'm half afraid they will. Because if they're pushed with these uh, convoys, they're losing control. You're seeing the Democrats' numbers here. They are terrified. They will do anything to hold on to control. Folks, the, our country, which is the epicenter of all of this tyranny um, that's come about from COVID because we created it in the lab with the Chinese. Uh, we forgave the Chinese immediately for their assist. Can't exactly blame them uh, when we're as knee-deep in it as they are. Um, and, and then put these lockdowns. The whole world followed us, folks. This is the epicenter of it. They will not surrender power easily going into the midterms. They will not tolerate a simple defeat at the polls. They are going to pull something. You can count on it. I pray it's not a variant that kills more. Want to know what the playbook is? What they still have in store for us should a variant find its way out to the outside world, a real one, a pathogenic one that is also contained. Pathogenic means very dangerous. It's highly deadly. Uh, So far, these have been Um, You know, they spread very easily, but they haven't been super pathogenic. But the Chinese have plenty of those should they want to let them out. Will they to save the Democrats ahead of the midterms? Good question. I won't rest well until the midterms are passed. Anyway, want an idea of what it'll look like if we lose? Austria, folks. And you can see if you watch politics that this was the international plan. Austria already has a vaccine database to track who's vaxxed and who's not. So they can fine. And yes, they're talking about imprisoning them. Our Congress just voted House and Senate to create exactly the same vaccine database to track which Americans are vaccinated and which are not about a month ago. Believe me, the Austria plan that they've gotten implemented there was the blueprint. It still is. Austria shows you what happens when the people lose control, what the program plan ultimately is for all these countries. There's a vaccine registry. They just imposed in Austria COVID restrictions through January 2024. And right now they will begin the announce pulling over drivers for random checks of their vaccine status and fining unboosted citizens that begins next month in other words you've already had two you don't want the third well it's criminal fines and penalties that escalate every time you're caught this was the plan believe me it still is but bottom line folks for the moment we're winning that's good for us now we have to win even more bigly or they'll get bolder because they're scared they're cornered and they're losing the power they thought they had locked up with COVID. So while we're winning on another front, we're also at the same time watching the criminalization of virtually every federal agency. It is astonishing. I'm talking about direct and open participation in crime. The big example from last week was the creation by the ATF that we found out of the database that it is absolutely illegal under federal law for them to have or maintain. It should be shut down at once, this gun registry database, and the people who created it arrested. On criminal charges, yet they've somehow amassed and digitized almost a billion gun transfer records. That's just the ATF. Today, we learned from the New York Post in the shocking expose that our Department of Homeland Security, um, which oversees the Border Patrol, is now directly partnering with the cartels to move the illegals into the country. 
Folks, I remember when I was young, I mean, this country took a lot of a pride in hunting the cartels. Now there are partners in crime. It's unbelievable. Last week, the New York Post brought you the story of the end part. In other words, the black tarps, Fox News got that one, actually. The black tarps to hide the military-aged males, illegal immigrants, uh, getting in the buses and the taxis and being taken to the airport and allowed to travel uh, using only their arrest warrants because we have no idea who the heck they are. Um, All of that. That's the back end. This week from the New York Post, we got the front end of the smuggling operation. How did the illegals get there to be put on planes in the first place? We learned that for the first time, the U.S. government, the Department of Homeland Insecurity, has actual relationships, working relationships, a partnership with the cartels to hand over the illegals for transport. The article in the New York Post, if you want to read it, is called Border Patrol Working with Cartels to Handle Overwhelming Migrant Crossing. Now, they got some politically correct chick to write this thing, and you got to read through her BS. And she goes on and on, especially in her Fox News interview. Well, you know, the the Border Patrol is so overwhelmed. But then you catch why they're overwhelmed. So overwhelmed, you know, they have to work with the cartels for safety. Well, why is that? Well, because under the Biden regime, they're not allowed to touch the illegals. You cannot arrest and detain them and stop them from coming if you cannot touch them. Listen to what's actually going on. You, you got to read through her BS spin of, oh, poor us. We can't stop the illegals. The Border Patrol's overwhelmed. Why, well, we have to work with the cartels. No, we don't. From Fox News. Again, this is the author of the New York Post story. Well, uh, due to the shortages uh, of our Border Patrol staff down at the border, um, they've had to make prearrangements with cartels and coyotes to ensure the safe transport of migrants into our country. Um, And that's both for the safety of Border Patrol agents as well as the migrants crossing. Um, It's the only way the Border Patrol uh, agents, I'm told, their hands are tied. Um, They're not allowed to touch the migrants as they're crossing over. Um, and the only thing they can do is really give directions uh, and direct them to the processing centers. So basically, under the Trump administration, these Border Patrol agents were doing the job of securing the border. But now, through no fault of their own, I might add, they have been forced into literally becoming travel agents for the cartels. Is that an accurate assessment? That's correct. Uh, they are, I guess, in, if we want to call them concierge services, uh, helping with uh, the, the safe transport of migrants entering the country. Yeah, I think that Border Patrol, I mean, that is a stunning fact that you just said, that Border Patrol is actively coordinating with members of cartels um, is, is unbelievable. You know, the only ones benefiting from all of this are really the cartels and the coyotes. Uh, you know, the migrants get to cross over, but they enter a life of, of servitude. And, you know, the U.S. government and taxpayers are paying for all of this. If, if this were a citizen doing it, it would be aiding and abetting. Yeah. So I don't believe this is legal. But it's so much more than not legal. So much more than just a coordination at the border. Listen to how the whole thing works from her story. She quotes Mark Morgan, former commissioner of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency. And he says U.S. Um, officers, the Border Patrol officers, now coordinate with the cartels and coyotes on where and when drop-offs will happen. In the past, she writes, large groups of illegal immigrants would cross without notice and it would take agents two days to process them at the centers. 
And so they would try to avoid where the border agents were. Now they coordinate on the drop-offs so that they can be safely ferried into the country. Well, according to Morgan, that makes the cartel's job easier and more lucrative. Quote, the cartels have taken control of our border, he says, and we're negotiating with the hostage takers. Now listen to this, okay? Once, because remember... I remember covering this. I've covered it for years. Used to be that these coyotes would, would take you deep into the country to drop you off. That was part of what you were paying for. Now they don't. The Border Patrol does. Listen to this from her article. Once the migrants are processed at the consolidation centers, they're given folders. She actually went down to the border to report all the story. The story. They're given folders color-coded to the city of their destination. I saw folders with tickets to Houston, Alberta, Newark, and JFK. The folder also contains an airline ticket, a U.S. passport-looking booklet, cash, prepaid credit cards, travel itineraries, and an English translation translation page. The cover of the folder says in capital letters, please help me. I do not speak English. What plane do I need to take? Thank you for your help with a smiley face. Each migrant also receives a set of clothing, a gray or black sweatshirt, dark jeans, and black sneakers. They get a blanket, a pillow-sized bag of shelf-life food, a carry-on travel bag for their flight, and some, she writes, have even received brand-new cell phones. From the McAllen Airport, I boarded a plane to Houston with a dozen of them, and I watched their handlers get them past immigration and security with just a flash of documents, whereas all the other passengers had to show identification. This is just, I mean, so keep in mind the part of the story that Fox News and the New York Post got last week, uh, we can understand this now hearing this part of the story, um, the illegals who are traveling using their arrest warrants as documentation. Remember, that's not everybody. That's just those we can't figure out who they are. So we say, okay, you say your name is Juan. Okay, Morales. We'll put that on the arrest warrant. We can't figure out who you are. You're not in any international terror databases. You have no ID. Here's your ID. It's your arrest warrant. That's just those people. The rest of them just get the folders. While we, as Americans, go through security theater with the TSA. But here's the thing, y'all. This is a mentality, sort of pattern by the left right now, to take federal agencies and co-opt them to commit crime. I mean, not just crime that benefits Democrats, but just crime, period, to involve them in crimes that are already going on. I mean, like this headline, Biden administration to fund crack pipe distribution to advanced racial equity. Their words, not mine. It's a $30 million grant program. It's actually one of several. That's just one of the programs. Um, and the they called for applications for these free crack pipes, which they note can be used to smoke crack, cocaine, crystal meth, or any illicit substance. The purpose of this, they say, is equity. Applicants for the grants are prioritized if they treat a majority of underserved communities, including African Americans and LGBTQ plus persons. So, and it's established under Joe Biden's executive order to advance racial equity. So, so I don't know if big crack pipe is discriminated somewhere and, uh, you know, gay and black people can't get clean crack pipes. I, folks, I'm, I'm lost. Uh, honest to God, I, I'm lost. Okay. This is where it gets, they're, they're saying, well, you know, you can get infection if you smoke substance, substances with glass pipes that you reuse. So, um, what we need is for people to have free crack pipes. Okay. 
What? How? All right. How is this going to work out? Well, we already know. There's two of these in operation. They are a disaster. One of them is in San Francisco. And by the way, overdoses have doubled there. Just so you know, so it doesn't work, it kills people. But the left's fine with that, I guess, as long as when you die, when you go down, you're, you know, you experience equity on the way down. Um, a Substack article was just written by urbanization and environmental journalist Michael Schellenberger. He called it a bizarre medical experiment uh, in a city that has lost twice as many residents to drug overdoses than to COVID. The city is carrying out a bizarre medical experiment, he writes, whereby addicts are given everything they need to maintain their addiction. Cash, hot meals, shelter, in exchange for dot, 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 almost nothing, Schellenberger writes. You can go and witness all of this if you simply walk down Market Street and peek your head over the newly erected fence in the southwest corner of the United Nations Plaza. You will see the city is permitting people to openly use and deal drugs in a cordon off area of the public square. The, a local mother of a 24-year-old homeless person compared the city's essentially pro-drug policy to, quote, handing a loaded gun to a suicidal person. It used to be a nice part of town. Um, but now, these they're called linkage centers, by the way. Uh, it's absolutely a mess. Like, what does it look like? Well, here you go. From this, from the Daily Mail, this is the other part of this program, y'all. So they give you the free ca- crack pipe. I don't know why Joe doesn't just make... Hunter, the cracks are. I, I swear. You know, fuck, but this is, I mean, you could laugh about it, but this is the absurdity. This is a president, as reported by the New York Post and the UK Daily Mail, whose son, um, you know, got hookers and crack cocaine and then found his credit cards didn't work to pay the company that provided the hookers and crack cocaine. So he used one he shared with Joe. And remember the story in the Secret Service showed up uh, about an hour later because uh, they realized that Joe's credit card had been used for illegal activity by the way the bidens weren't getting any protection at that time this is just the secret service cleaning up uh behind hunter's crime so i mean i don't know maybe joe legit feels that uh everybody should have the kind of crack pipes his son has i, I don't i don't even know i mean this is the absurdity of this country it's so bizarre and folks it's not just me the president of el salvador just nailed this in a tweet the other day and i, I can't read it enough times uh, because, again, he, he nailed it. And he, he's, he's, ba- he's literally baffled and I guess feels he can speak out loud about it. Uh, here's what he tweeted. Is there a deliberate plan to destroy the United States from within? Question mark. Why are the authorities and some of the media not even commenting on these things? Why are they letting their beautiful cities rot? And he's referring to a New York Post article about the, you know, that Rite Aid that had $200,000 worth of shoplifting in two months. There's nothing left on the shelves uh, in, in, in New York, and so they have to close it down. Well, uh, you know, here we go on the other hand. You've got the free crack pipes by Joe on the one hand. But look at this headline in the Daily Mail. This is the other part of the story. Headline, Justice Department. So that is the Federal Justice Department considers allowing safe havens for addicts where user, users can legally shoot up. So, no, it's, it's, it's like a um, prosecution-free zone for crime. Two injection sites, they write, have already opened in New York City in San Francisco Center, has left near, nearby streets littered with needles. So these are the two test sites. So um, what they're saying is they, the Justice Department is now considering doing this nationwide. Now, this is after the Trump administration actually fought 
uh, these open air drug markets uh, where you can go and shoot up in public uh, and not be prosecuted. Right. Okay, how bad is this again? These are called linkage centers. The UK Daily Mail actually documented this. They went to one of these, the, the one in San Francisco that I just told you about. Here's what they write. Addicts were sitting on the ground among the trash. They actually ran a photo of what it looks like there. In San Francisco, images taken by the Daily Mail last month show a woman slumped over in a wheelchair, her pants down around her ankles, preparing to inject a needle into her thigh. The woman on the ground next to her has a needle stuck in her neck. The photos were taken at a new linkage center that opened on January 18th at the 1172 Market Street location in the United Nations Plaza, which used to be a nice area. I mean, this is just, it's just horrifying. It is literally the federal government partnering uh, with cities and drug addicts to help them commit crime. Just like the Department of Homeland Security is now partnering with the cartels, who, again, we once took great pride as a country in hunting down and rounding up, is partnering with them to commit crime. So we're looking at the criminalization of federal agencies, agencies that are now so defiled, they participate in the crimes. You know what the irony of this is? I mean, I'm sitting here as I'm recording this, watching Fox News, and they're they're talking about all the fentanyl coming over the border. Well, shoot. I mean, we're also doing the final connect for that, too, for the cartels. Here, here's your crack pipe. Here's a fresh crack pipe. And an open-air place, you can go to smoke it. Oh, and by the way, on top of that, we'll create zones where you can use these drugs that we're getting from the cartels without being arrested. You can deal them without being arrested. I mean, it's like completing the loop of crime. This is what is happening with our agencies. I can't even keep up with it. Finally, folks, the the good news is this. We, We will eventually default on our debt, and the federal government will collapse. I used to think that was a bad thing. I don't anymore. As far as I can see, it's the only way out. That or the solidarity movement started by the Canadian truckers picks up speed and a full-scale rebellion begins. Because here's the shocking problem we face. This should have been a bigger deal. We just hit $30 trillion in debt. That's astonishing when you consider in 2019, we only owed $17 trillion. $30 trillion is an economy, a U.S. economy, and a half. We cannot repay it. We couldn't if we wanted to. If interest rates were to go up a little bit, we'd default on the debt. It is now so bad that at this moment, a baby born today, on the day of its birth, in the United States of America, owes $307,000. It'd be funnier if it was some other country. But bottom line, it's not sustainable, to use a word the left likes. Maybe that's a good thing. Thank you for listening to today's Battleground America podcast. To subscribe, please download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and subscribe, and then share it with your friends and your family. Thank you for listening. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.